welcome to episode number 73 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. We are in a series dealing with faith. As a matter of fact, this entire series, which could take a few months, is entitled Faith to Receive. We'll be discussing 10, 15, maybe 20 topics on how to improve our faith and how to have effective prayers and to see great results when we believe that God is able to do far beyond what we can imagine or even think. Today's particular topic is is entitled, Faith Requires Focus, and it's part two. In my previous podcast, we discussed the topic of staying focused when it comes to dealing with our faith. A lot of folks don't realize, but it's easy to get distracted when we are trying to have faith to believe for healing or for a financial challenge or for helping someone else deal with something in their own particular life. So I've decided it's time to explain and get into detail about the importance of staying focused when we are trying to have faith to believe. This particular series is being taught from a book that I've written entitled Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing. Now that may sound like a play on words or maybe a little confusing topic, but it really isn't confusing at all because it comes from a story in the Word of God where God told Abraham that he would be the father of many nations. And Abraham and Sarah, his wife, thought, this is impossible, we're too old, and this will never happen. But God basically was telling them that he would bring to life something that was dead. The womb of Sarah basically was dead. She was not able to have children. But God brought back to life something that everyone else had given up hope for. So this series, I believe, is going to help you believe for things that you've thought about in the past, prayed about in the past, and had desires to see happen in your life, but it just not has not come to pass. So I believe we have a great opportunity here to see the hand of God move, and we can go back and pick up those things that maybe we've given up, the things that we've said, well, I always wanted to have my own business, but I've given up on that. You can rethink that now, and you can pray about that and see if it's something that God wants you to have. Or maybe a dream that you had to maybe write a book someday or become an artist or, or do sculpture work or just something that you've always thought would be a wonderful thing to do in your life, but you've not had the time and didn't feel that it was really right at the time and you've kind of given up on that. So I believe we can go dust off those old dreams and thoughts we've had in our past and we can see them come to life. So we've got to have faith to do that. We've got to have trust in God. So help me to help you to be able to pick up those past failures or disappointments and bring life back into them that you can receive everything from what we call nothing. If you're interested in maybe that book title, you can turn to my webpage, davidcfriendauthor.com. And there'll be a link on there to show you the books that I've written on faith and on generosity and finance and various topics. In addition to that, on my webpage, you'll be able to find information about prior teachings I've had. And you can sign up for my monthly newsletter that will be on faith. So let's move into today's lesson. But first, before we go any further, I need God's help and I need the Holy Spirit to move. So let's pray. Father, I pray for your anointing, your touch on this teaching today, that you would bring it alive, Father, that people would see your word, Father, and understand it and believe for it, and that their faith would grow, Lord. And that measure of faith that we all have, Father, will be expanded and increased, Lord, and we'll see great miracles take place. Because I believe that the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And that comes, Father God, when we step out in faith and believe you, your word, Father. I give you praise for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. 
To get started, let me tell you of a true story of a distraction in my life or something that caused me to lose focus on something that was very important to me. My wife and I had attended Phoenix First Assembly for 19 years. It was our church. We felt so loved there and loved our pastor there. And I felt that our business had been blessed and that God was doing a great work in us. And so therefore, I felt to go into full-time ministry. My pastor, Tommy Barnett, asked me if I would like to get involved in ministry at the church. And I volunteered to work there for free. And he said, well, the price is right. So when can you start? We had known each other for nearly 20 years at that time and had built a wonderful relationship. And to this day, he's a very dear friend to me. Pastor Tommy Barnett came to me and said he wanted to start a church in Scottsdale, Arizona, and that he felt that my wife and I, Sharon, should be the pastors of that church. And I was overwhelmed by that and excited about it, but I knew that when the opportunity came that it would be Pastor Barnett who would speak to me and give me that assignment that God had put on his heart. I believed that that's how the Lord would speak through him to me to know for sure how our church would open up. So we accepted the opportunity. Everything was going great with this new church startup. I mean, things were awesome. Things were we were growing. The church was expanding. I remember the very first week that we started our church, we had about 20 or 30 people. And then three or four months later, we were running 100 people. And then shortly after that, we rented a building. And we went up to 250 in our first week in the new building. And then 400 people. And it grew and grew. And in a matter of about two years, we were running around 1,000 people attending church. And we were just overwhelmed by it. But we were so focused on that church and we were so directed in that area that the Holy Spirit was helping me to teach and to go into new areas of teaching and miracles were taking place, salvations were taking place. We all saw major healings. It was a wonderful move of God and our faith was just expanding. The Lord had blessed our church, but there came a distraction. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, there came a distraction. I was found to have a malignant tumor growing on one of my kidneys. The doctor's advised me that they would have to remove my kidney as soon as possible. Now, when we heard this news, we were surprised. That's to say, to put it mildly. Yet we knew that God had placed us in this new church for a reason and that he would not leave us or forsake us. Now, when I first found out I had cancer, the doctor said they did not know how far it had spread, saying that if it had attached itself, itself to my liver, it could take my life. Well, I wasn't afraid of dying. Matter of fact, not at all. And to this day, I'm not the least bit afraid of that because I've been promised by my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that I have a place in heaven because I've turned my life over to him. And if you have not done that, then just surrender your life to Christ today and say, Father, I'm sorry the sins I've committed. I repent of my sins. I promise to serve you the rest of my life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. If you'll say that, you too can have the promise of heaven. Well, instead of getting all upset and worrying about things, we just decided to trust God. And we knew that our faith would carry us through as long as our faith was in our Lord and Savior and our healer, Jesus Christ. Sharon and I prayed for wisdom in telling the new congregation about this distraction, if you will. I said to her, it'll be so exciting when I stand before the church and I tell them about the goodness of God and talk about my healing. Now, a lot of folks would say, don't you have things backwards? Don't you think that you should be thinking about the church being hurt or upset or sad or that you should even be some concerned about maybe going through some difficult times and maybe focus on the idea that let's take on the challenge first and think thinking ahead of your healing? Well, I, I didn't think that way. I believe before God would have me go through that, that he had a plan in my life. 
because all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. That's in Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. I believed that and I was going to live my life that way. So I wanted to tell them about this, this this sickness and the cancer, but I really wanted to talk about how my healing was going to take place. When you think about that, when you think of the end result and not get so concerned about the circumstances that you're in or what you've just been challenged with, that's called calling those things which are not as though they are and believing in our God who creates new things out of nothing. Matter of fact, it's interesting. That was the first thought on my mind when the doctor said, all right, you've got this cancer and if it spread, it could take your life, but we have to at least start off by removing your right kidney. Now, that's pretty shocking, but on the other hand, I didn't think about that. I thought, well, this is going to be an amazing opportunity for God to do a miracle, and I'll be able to share that with people. I'll be able to share it in a book, maybe someday that I might write. I'll be able to share it from the pulpit and preach messages about having faith and trust in God. And my mind was just going faster and faster and faster because it, I kept thinking, this is going to be such a great opportunity. This of the goodness of God and of my future healing that's going to take place. I mean, I was getting wound up and wrapped up on the idea that I was going to get healed. I wasn't concerned, honestly, about what I'd just been diagnosed with. Now think about it. That's the C word. That's the cancer word. The one that strikes fear in the hearts of people. And it's a horrible disease, one that I've had several times. But I can tell you, when that thing comes up, we serve a God who's greater than cancer. To God, cancer is simply a word. All he has to do is speak healing into our bodies and we can be healed. Now, let me just digress a little bit before I go any further. I want you to understand, I understand that people get cancer and they die from it. I know that people get diseases and they die from them. And we don't understand why. But if that happens to you, I believe the first thing we should do, if we get diagnosed with a sickness or an illness or something like a cancer, we should look to the end result. And we should start calling those things which are not as though they are and believing in our God who creates new things out of nothing. Now, instead of allowing this distraction to cause doubt in our congregation of God's promises to bless this new church, we decided to claim God's promises. Now, some people might think, well, you just started the church, it's only a couple of years old, and all of a sudden you've got life-threatening cancer in your body. You think maybe God's not judging you or that somehow you've got sin in your life and all these little thoughts might pop up, but I never even let that enter my mind because I knew the God that I served, and I know that He is able, and that's all that mattered to me, if I put my faith and my trust in Him. This was just simply a distraction. You might call it a bump in the road. When you're driving down the road and you hit something, and there's a little bump in the road, you don't worry about it. You just keep going on. Yeah, it was a big bump. I realize that, but I don't understand why some are healed or some are not. We'll talk about that in upcoming lessons on faith, but for right now, I was dealing with a very difficult challenge. So, we decided to claim God's promises, and that we didn't want the church to fear or go into anxiety or worry about their new pastor. So we just decided to move forward and trust God. Now, we knew we were facing a surgery and I had to have something done. Matter of fact, I had to have my right kidney removed. And that was a pretty serious surgery back in those days and still is to this day. So the surgery was scheduled and I made a comment to the church and said, I'm going to have a little something removed off of one of my kidneys and I'll be back in just a few days. So don't worry about it. After church that day, one of the members of our congregation who was a doctor came up to me. He said, what is exactly is this small something you're having removed? Well, I told him, I said, I didn't want to tell the whole church and let them worry about things, but I'm going to have to have my right kidney removed because of a malignant tumor that's growing on there. He said, well, before you have it done, why don't you just 
let me check and see about a different procedure. Isn't it interesting? I didn't have to worry about a thing because God had someone in the church ready to help me. So he looked around the country and tried to find a procedure that was easier than the one that I was intended to have done to remove my kidney. He found a surgeon here in Arizona who did something called a laparoscopic partial nephrectomy. Now, what a funny sounding thing that is. That basically says, we're not going to cut you wide open and take your kidney out. We're going to put a little slit by your belly button, go through there, and pull your kidney out that way and save you a major surgery where we had to remove ribs and many other things. Now, think about that. I had a problem. I knew God would take care of it. I told the church there was a problem and we would pursue it. God sent someone from my church up to me to find a better solution, an easier solution, and instead of a six-week hospital visit and staying at home, I had a five-day recovery period where everything was back to normal. Wow, that's amazing. You see, we just need to trust God. We just need to have faith to believe that God is not going to leave us or forsake us. I had a very serious problem. I had two options. One, I could have worried about it, got all upset, bothered, blood pressure went through, would go through the ceiling and all that junk. Or I could just simply say, Father, I have faith to believe and trust you that you're going to take care of this thing and help me through the whole thing. Just so you know, came through the, I came through the surgery extremely well. In a matter of just a couple of days, I was really back at church. And the church then found out what I went through and was just in amazement. And we all gave God the glory, gave him all the praise and honor. And I thank God for my healing. I didn't have to have any type of radiation or chemotherapy. Once they removed the cancer, that was the end of it. And that's been well over 20 years since that took place. And there's been no sign or no problem since that date dealing with that kidney. So to God be the glory. And we just got to believe that you just, we just seem have to believe. I know I'm sounding a little redundant, but we've got to believe that God's in charge. He's in control. No matter what the diagnosis, no matter what the situation we're in, we need to trust the Lord with all of our heart, lean not on our own understanding, in all our ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct our steps. Those are the words we read in Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 and 6. After my surgery, the church continued to grow and prosper. And I believe that because of this possible distraction or a challenge to my focus on the church growth and my faith, we have now been able to see thousands of people come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. And that the promises of God that are found in Romans chapter 4 verse 17 that I've read to you before and you'll hear over and over again, basically it tells us that God brings to life those things that we thought are gone, that they're lost, that they'll never happen again, and that we receive everything from what we call nothing. So believe it and step out in faith and just watch and see what God is able to accomplish. Let me ask you a question. What distracts you? What causes your faith to maybe weaken from time to time? You ever sit down and wonder why you seem to have faith for some things, great faith, and in other things, very little faith. Let me ask you this. What gets your focus off of believing that everything comes from nothing? What allows us to get into a state where our mind starts to doubt, our heart starts to question, and we wonder and doubt if God is going to do something in our life. And I think it's because we're not looking towards the end result. We get wrapped up in our circumstances. Now, Paul, the Apostle Paul taught some great things. He taught about not being bothered by our current circumstances. Now, here was a guy who was in prison who was basically sentenced to be killed. He was in and out of prison many times. He was beaten and bruised, and he suffered greatly for the cause of Christ. But he 
basically said, I just don't let my circumstances rob me from what God has planned for my life. You see, he was looking at not the circumstances, but the end result. And whatever you're going through right now, let me just suggest that you don't worry about the circumstances that you're going through right now. The Bible warns us and tells us not to worry about anything or to be anxious for anything. But it says, but in everything, take it to the Lord. And if we take it to him, then he's going to bless us and help us and at least give us the strength that we need to take us through whatever challenge that we face. Now, what I'm writing about is not a pipe dream. This is not just some crazy idea that I've made up. It comes from the Word of God. I truly believe that we can call forth things that are not as though that they are. Now, believing that everything comes from what we call nothing has some substance. It's how the Bible talks about our faith. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. In the New King James Version, let me read you the words talking about the faith being of substance. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Let's look at what that's saying. It's the, it's the substance of things hoped for, what we're hoping to have happen, what we're dreaming to have happen, what our prayer request is all about. And then it says it's the evidence of things not seen. It's literally evidence that proves that what we want can happen. And, you know, think about when a lawyer takes a case into a jury in front of a judge. He has to have evidence. He has to have proof that something happened. And so the evidence that we have is kind of like a trial. We have proof from past experiences. We have proof because the Word of God tells us that faith is powerful, that we can see things happen that have not happened in our life, that we can call forth those things that are not as though that they are. Now, when we believe that everything can come from something we call nothing, we can almost reach out and touch it. That's the kind of faith I'm talking about. Literally being able to reach out and just feel it and sense it and touch it. That's why if you're diagnosed with an illness or a sickness, rather than be worried about the sickness, yeah, go get help. Get a good doctor. Take some medication. Do those things you should do. But but more importantly than all those things is that we've got to have faith to believe. We need to pray. We need to have other people praying with us to believe that God is going to heal that situation. But remember, we've can look at faith in several ways. Some people look at faith as something that has, there's nothing there, there's no substance, there's nothing to latch onto. But the Bible tells us that faith is a substance that literally is evidence of things not seen. So we call it forth. That's what we do. We just call it forth and believe for it. We thank God in advance for it. I always like to thank God in advance for something I'm praying about. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you're going to help us today in church and that people are going to give their life to Christ. I thank you, Lord, that you're going to bless our finances. I thank you, Lord, for the blessings that are going to take place in my life. I like to thank him in advance before I even get the answer. I like it. I think it feels great. I think it's the right thing to do, and I believe it lines up according to the Word of God. You see, that kind of faith there's a sense that we can actually put our our arms around it and, and pull it in and draw it in because it has substance. Now, distractions or interruptions are things that cause us to lose our focus to have faith interfere with our ability to reach out and take hold of a concept or a belief. You see, lack of focus or distractions can have a huge impact on not seeing our dreams come to fruition. Let me give an example of losing focus. Years ago, my wife Sharon and I went to one of the huge electronic warehouse stores. We were looking for a refrigerator. This place was gigantic. It had about 150,000 square feet of everything for your home. 
Now remember, our plan was to shop for a refrigerator. But on the way in, to look around for our purpose of being there, Sharon got distracted by the latest cell phones, and I made the mistake of looking at the large screen televisions. Being a man who enjoys watching sports, I was excited about the the new 80-inch high-definition television sets. They were actually beautiful. But as I drew closer to this wall, life-sized athletes running before my eyes, I became infatuated by the depth of that picture. I mean, even as I'm talking about it now, it draws me back to when I was standing there, the sounds, you know, of the game. I felt like I had walked onto the field. I was captivated and I was actually mesmerized by what was going on. Then as I was brought back to reality by my wife walking up to me behind me and saying, why would anyone want to put that huge screen in their home? Well, as you can tell, my moment was gone. My bubble had burst. Now, don't get upset with my wife. Eventually, I did get a big screen TV, but it wasn't anywhere near the size of the one I was looking at in that store. The purpose of that point is to tell you that we can have distractions. I was wrapped up in my my dream of this TV. I was all wound up in it, and then all of a sudden, boom, it exploded all at once. We went into a store, right, to see a refrigerator, and what did we both do? We got out of focus. We were distracted. Her to the cell phones, me to the giant TVs. So let's just kind of wrap that part of it up and move on and and think about what distracts you. What causes you to lose focus in your faith? What takes you away from your dream? We've got to come up against those things and take authority over those things in Jesus' name. Now, even though this podcast is about staying focused and not being distracted, you know, from the goal or from past dreams, sometimes we need to give our focus a time of rest. Now, God created our bodies and our minds to be productive. Science continues to discover how complex and wonderfully we are made. Now, giving our mind and body rest will not rob us of being focused on dreams and goals. We serve a God who says in Isaiah, Chapter 26 and verse 3 in the New Living Translation, You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. We need to sometimes draw back from what we're thinking about, from what we're praying about, and just look up to the Lord and say, Father, our eyes are fixed on you. Our heart is fixed on you. Our faith is fixed on you. And I'm going to get away from all the distractions of life and all the things that are keep me from, from doing the things I want to do or robbing me of things that I've wanted to do. But just trust in you and just put all my faith and all my trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and God my Father. As we trust in God for our dreams, our minds will be focused on Him. After all, He is the one who is the source of all of our dreams and goals. Remember, God told Abraham that He would bring something from what Abraham saw as nothing. Now, at first, Abraham thought it was impossible, but he took the necessary steps to receive God's promises. He never gave up his faith. Sarah, his wife, now she became very weak in her faith and kind of gave up on it and even laughed about it. But Abraham didn't give up on that. We must take that step of faith to see our God bring forth life into what we may see as nothing. Let me kind of wrap this particular session up by reminding you of a couple of points we've made in this podcast. We allow distractions to rob us of God's promises. I think we all have to admit that. We allow distractions to break our focus away from the faith that we have. 
to see God do a great and mighty work in our life. We've got to learn to take authority over that. We need to remember that anytime we're distracted from believing that God is able, then we then put a line between us and our faith. We kind of build a wall between us and our faith, and that wall needs to come down. We need to be a part of that faith, and that faith becomes a part of us. It becomes a substance, something that we can latch onto, hold onto, and actually sometimes just even wrap our arms around. Now, if we focus on what we can't see, we will never believe God's promises. So don't allow your focus to go towards things that you can't see or you can't believe for. But remember that God wants that focus to be on calling forth those things that are not as though that they are. That's his promise. He spoke it thousands of years ago to Abraham, and it proved to be true. He spoke it to the Apostle Paul, and it became true. He spoke it to people like Mother Teresa, when she went and fed and nursed and helped thousands and thousands of people. We see it in people like Billy Graham, who never dreamed of being able to preach around the entire world and never ever thought that he would then actually to speak into the lives of over one billion, that's billion with a B, one billion people around this world Billy Graham spoke to. He never had a dream of that. He never thought that that could happen, but God made it come to pass. And I think of my dear friend, Pastor Tommy Barnett, who had a dream to lead people to Jesus Christ, and he wanted to see that happen. And there were a lot of challenges in life, in his life. His dad was a great source of strength in him, but he put all of his confidence and his hope and his trust in God the Father. And for the 40-some years that Pastor Barnett and I have been dear friends, I've never seen him change in his desire to lead people to Jesus and to believe that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond anything we can imagine or even think. Now, I want that to be your claim. I want you to get scriptures out and say to yourself, this scripture is going to carry me through. So let me give you a little assignment until next podcast when we continue to talk about faith. Let me ask you a couple things for you to think about. What dreams do you want to see come? What dreams in the past would you like to see resurface and come back? Write, write it down and, and look at it and pray about it and say, God, do you still want me to do that in my life? It may be something simple in that you always wanted to take up painting or that you wanted to learn how to be a carpenter and, and make a piece of furniture or something like that. I don't know what it might be, but all of us have dreams and we've had dreams in the past that we never it never really happened in our life. I always dreamed of being a professional bowler. I was given that opportunity at 16, but I really wasn't old enough to leave home and and go on that tour. But I always kind of had a dream that someday I'd be able to do that. And now that dream's kind of lifted and that does happen. Things in our past sometimes removed. I have no desire now to go do that. I have a full life here with our church and my beautiful wife that we've been married now so many years, well over 50 years now, and our great kids and grandkids. There's a lot of other things that are more important to me now. But remember that we we should not just give up on things and dreams and hopes. We need to put that hope and dream and confidence in God and ask Him to bring forth things that He knows that will be a blessing to us. Because you see, He knows what's a blessing. We may think it's a blessing, but God is the one who knows. He knows what we need and when we need it, and He also knows how to bring it to us. So let's just say this, call forth those things that are not as though they are. Stay focused in your prayer life, stay focused in your faith, and never give up on God. He is able, He has no limits, and He loves us and wants to bless us. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity, once again, we've had to get into your word 
and to see your promises, Lord. And I pray a blessing now to all those who listened in. I pray, Lord, as they listen to this podcast, Lord, that they would take it into their heart. And maybe some will go back and listen to it again and learn something new from it. I pray blessing upon all those, Father, who are seeking greater faith. And that greater faith, Father, will come forth as they draw close to you, Lord. I believe that, and I'll thank you for it in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you'd like to hear more on my teachings in the area of faith, you could go to my webpage, davidcfriendauthor.com. And as you get to that page, you'll see a link dealing with the many books that I've written on issues of finance and faith and generosity and things of that nature. I pray there'll be a blessing to you. If you would like, you could go to the link on my webpage and get my monthly newsletter. But most importantly, May you draw close to God. As you draw close to God, He becomes closer to you. Remember, God never moves. He never changes. He's always the same. We're the ones that step away from God and then back to Him. Why don't we just get close to Him and receive a blessing of increased faith that we can see God do mighty works in our lives. If you're interested in my podcasts, you can... Subscribe on cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You know, next podcast, I'm going to be going into an area of how to deal with our past when it comes to living a life of faith. The title of it will probably be New Life from Past Experiences. Now, I say probably because sometimes by the time I announce the next one and I get to actually doing the next one, the title might change a little bit. But we will be dealing in the next podcast with how to receive new life or new hope from our past experiences. So I know that God's going to bless you as you tune in. And if you know others who would like to increase their faith, you could share this podcast with them and encourage them to tune in. And we'll be teaching on the area of faith and helping others know how to receive greater faith. So now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So until next time, may God richly bless you and may you receive an increase in your faith to believe and to receive the fullness of God.